and welcome into the Magic Weekly Podcast, Tuesday, May 11th. I'm your host, Jake Chapman. The Magic with four games remaining on the season, all out on the road. It'll be the Milwaukee Bucks tonight. We'll see the Atlanta Hawks on Thursday, and then two games, Friday and Sunday in Philadelphia, taking on the 76ers. The Magic head into tonight's matchup uh, with the Bucks with a record of 21-47, and 47, coming off uh, a loss on Sunday at home to the Minnesota Timberwolves. And we're seeing... Uh, a uh, collection of players that you might not have thought you would see at the beginning of the season. Uh, a lot of guys on the injured list, obviously. Iggy Brasdakis getting big minutes uh, in that Minnesota game the other day. Some positive signs, certainly. Uh, RJ Hampton has been outstanding over his last four games. Had uh, 19 points in the loss on Sunday against Minnesota. Getting a look at guys like Dante Hall, like Brasdakis, uh, Cenarius Thornwell, uh, Mo Wagner obviously has been uh, a big key, and we're going to talk to Mo Wagner uh, today. He's uh, he's been a shot in the arm for a team who, coming down the stretch, has needed some energy, and he has absolutely brought it. Signed with the Magic on April 27th, was in the starting lineup uh, in just about no time, and played a key role in the win over the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, that would have been about 10 days ago at the Amway Center. Uh, Cole Anthony game winner in that one, and Mo's been great. He's uh, again, he's in the starting lineup right now, and he's just. Uh, he brings energy. He's knocking down threes um, at a good clip. So we'll catch up with Mo Wagner coming up here in just a moment. Hey, Magic fans, the Florida Department of Transportation reminds you that fans don't let fans drive drunk. If you've been drinking, don't get behind the wheel. Instead, find a sober driver or catch a ride service. Remember, drive sober or get pulled over. Have a great day and drive safe. And my guest this week for the Magic Weekly Podcast, one of the newest members of the Orlando Magic, but he has made his impression felt almost immediately. Mo Wagner joins me this week on the Magic Weekly Podcast. Mo, how are you, man? Thanks for jumping on with me. I appreciate it. I'm good. Thanks for having me, man. Um, can't complain, you know? Uh, I, I wouldn't think so. It's been – take me through your experience. I mean, we're recording this um, on, on Tuesday, May 4th. You've been yeah. a member of the team for, what, about a week? Uh, you've been starting already? You just told me before we, before we hit the air that – um, the, the amount of minutes you got to make sure you you're used to it, that you're up to speed here. It's been, it's been a blur. Has it not? Yeah. I mean, this whole season, frankly, has been, uh, has been crazy, obviously for everybody because of the COVID stuff, but for me too, through the, the whole of the trade thing and then being waived and all that stuff. So honestly, I'm just like, I've had a huge smile on my face for the past, I don't know what it's been a week and a half now, just being able to have this opportunity of being able to be around people that appreciate you and um, yeah, being able to like show what you got, you know, kind of play basketball freely. I'm, I'm super blessed and uh, yeah, I kind of feel very privileged to be here. Well, so, you know, um, I, you know, we haven't met and we haven't even interacted via zoom. I host the pre and post game on the radio and I produce our broadcast and then I run our podcast network. And we have a daily radio show as well. And we, all the broadcasters have said, you know, almost to a man that your arrival has felt like a shot in the arm for this team, for the organization in general, just because the year has been, you know, you, you talk about your, your experience this year, and, and certainly I want to get into that. It's been a really tough year around these parts as well, as you know. Um, and, you know, coming down the stretch here, not a lot of wins, obviously. It's a youth movement. A lot of the veterans are banged up um, and sitting out. And, and we're watching the development of some of the young guys, of Cole, of RJ, of Wendell, of Mo. Um, and now to add you to the mix and, and the way you attack the game and play the game with not only a joy, but a passion and energy, effort, hustle, hard work, um, all that stuff is it's playing well with the Magic fan base. You know, you were so good in that Memphis game scoring 24 points, but even when you're not putting up 20 something points, 
you know, just seeing at this time of year, a guy willing to hit the deck for a loose ball or, you know, get into a little tussle with Jonas Valanciunas. Um, it's something that this team definitely needed. Uh, and so we appreciate the effort you're putting in. Does it feel like, does it feel like it's a good fit for you? I mean, yeah, obviously I appreciate that. First of all, thank you. I'm, um, Honestly, I'm just trying to be myself and then see how it works because that's kind of what I've learned in this league that, you know, you, you won't just be – you won't be successful by just scoring the basketball. There's mm. so many skilled and, like, privileged scorers out there that can do so much with the ball that it's – it's you got to kind of find your niche and figure out what you're good at and do that every night. And I think one of these things that I take a lot of pride in is, is bringing energy and um, – yeah, ring like you described, the intangibles kind of to the table every night, even if the ball doesn't go through the net. So um, that's kind of my focus every game, regardless of where I'm at. And obviously I feel that coming back. You always get back what you put into. So um, I believe in that. And I, I, I obviously feel that here in this organization, and I feel a certain appreciation for that. But regardless, that's kind of my – that's kind of – I view that as my job. And it's also fun to me. So I love doing that stuff. And um, – it's, 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 it's been a cool week. I'm not going to lie. It's been a lot of fun being around these guys. You, I thought it was really powerful what you said after the Memphis game about losing some of the joy and, and, and you know, kind of not enjoying yourself or, and losing some of the passion um, over, the, you know, over the course of what's been a trying year for you. And I think it was Josh Robbins said, you know, why? And you said, well, getting waved is not fun, right? Like, yeah. like nobody, nobody envisions, especially you're a first round pick and we'll get into your college career in a minute, but um, you know, I'm sure it hasn't gone exactly the way you mapped it out and rarely does it. Um, you know, that's life. And I think that's probably uh, more so than anything. It's life in the NBA for, for most players. Um, everybody has a vision of how it's going to work out and, and this league can humble you real quickly. Um, but can you just take me through what you meant by that and, and, and the smile on your face? And um, you, you said, I just want to enjoy my time with my teammates, play hard and win games. Um, and right now that's, that's coming to fruition. Um, how, much, how hard has it been and how much happier have you been over the last week, week or two? Well, like what you said, I mean, it's not fun. And I mean, obviously I, I know the NBA is a business. Like you're not going to get around that. And everybody always says that. And it's really true. And, um, it's kind of on you though. That's never going to change either. So complaining yeah. about that won't, won't help you. Um, but what you can change is kind of how to deal with it and what to expect from it. And I feel like I kind of got caught up in the business a little bit in the last couple of weeks. And there are a lot of reasons for that. You know, when you get traded twice within an hour and then get waived and all that stuff, then obviously it becomes very apparent that this is a business and you stop thinking about actually the joyful part of it and that's playing basketball and you kind of get into your head with that. And um, this is the first time where I kind of feel like I can just play freely. Nothing else matters. And, you know, I'm, I, you, you, it's a different sense of urgency. You just like appreciate the, your priorities have shifted quite frankly, when you get waived because you just appreciate basketball itself and being able to be on a team, being able to do this job on a daily basis, having a game on the next day, those are things that you take for granted when you're on a team. And um, I'm very excited that, that I have this opportunity again. And that's what I'm saying. I can't get rid of the smile on my face. My priorities have shifted. And I'm, I'm very, very happy just, just being here and being able to kind of, yeah, prove myself. You know, it's interesting. At this time of year, um, and the Pistons game is a great example, 
Um, there are fans and people who think you guys should be losing games, trying to lose games, right? Set up for the, for the draft pick next year and get the ping pong balls and all that stuff. And, and I'm sitting there going, yeah, tell Mo Wagner to go out there and lose the game. Like, this, like the guy is he's seizing an opportunity – um, and, and, and Iggy Brasdakis, who arrives yesterday, tell them that, that these games don't matter. And even the guys who, you know, Cole Anthony and RJ Hampton can be pretty comfortable that they're going to be a part of this thing uh, for a long time. Um, but tell those guys that, that each game doesn't matter. These are competitors. Like, you can't go out there and just say, oh, you know, I'm already planning my vacation. Um, how, like, how is that weighed in? I mean, Cole took to Twitter last night, and he said, that's not what we're about. We're not going out there trying to lose games, but – um, that was that goes back to that shot in the arm that I said um, that I think you provided Iggy did last night for sure. You know, get a guy who's who's out there appreciating just playing basketball and just competing because that's what he is because he's a competitor. And those thoughts of we're trying to lose games, um, those will dissipate real fast, right? Well, honestly, I that never crossed my head. Like, of course not. Obviously, you eliminate off the playoffs, but when I learned one thing in this league that no game. Like, everything matters yeah. because it could be over at any day. So, like, especially as young guys, I said this, I think, two days ago or something. Like, these games matter so much. Um, you never know when you get this opportunity again. And, obviously, everybody's watching always. So, you're kind of trying to establish yourself as a young player. So, these games matter for you individually. And then also, like, I've never played a lose in my, in my entire life. Like, sure. I don't know what that feels like. So, I don't I – don't, I don't, you know, I, that's not, like, I, I can't do that. So, if I'm, if I'm out there, I think everybody knows what I'm about. When Cole said that, he's totally right. Like, I agree with him. Um, I play hard every every day. And sometimes I might I might suck, quite frankly, you know. <laughs> sometimes I might have a bad day, but you always feel my presence out there and hear my voice and uh, see me play hard. So, th- th- those are the things I pride myself on. and That will never stop. And, over the course of the, the three years that I've been in the league, too, I've realized that you need these kind of ships on your shoulders, these, these things that you pride yourself on and that you bring every night because that's what people see you as. So um, that's definitely one of them, one of the things that I want to carry around with me and uh, always want to be the guy that plays hard, has a, has a presence every night regardless of the situation. Chip on the shoulder. Uh, the Boston Celtics will be in on Wednesday night. Do you think you're going to have a little something extra for them? Why? <laughs> just because? Just, just <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I Obviously, I don't, I don't really care. Um, I, you know, this league is a business. It's not personal. So, yeah. um, I'm, I'm obviously too a professional. I'm a competitor, but I'm also a professional. So, I don't – if I had, I always say this, if I would carry around negative energy for everybody who traded away from me, I would have a lot of negative energy in mm. me by now. So I'm trying to let that go and just, you know, enjoy my life. And uh, it's all good the way it is. I'm very happy to be here. and I'm having a lot of fun, man. As much fun as I had in a long time. So I'm grateful for, for the situation I'm in. That's great to hear. You are, uh, you are wise beyond your years. Um, those personalities that you mentioned, <clears throat> boy, we got a couple of them. Cole Anthony specifically, his, uh, his walk-off on Saturday went viral, and for good reason. Um, what, what's the mix like in the locker room? I mean, you're almost – you know, I realize you've, you haven't been here long, but you're, you're like a savvy vet. It's basically you and Gary Harris and then a whole bunch of guys who can barely drink alcohol at this point. Uh, like, uh, what's the vibe like? It seems like you guys are having a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, for sure. It's, it's a lot of young guys, obviously. Um, 
guys that are hurt aren't around as much. Like, we traveled with nine guys to, to Detroit. Like, wow. that's cr- I was like, where is everybody? And the plane took off already, you know? Like, it's, it, it's definitely an interesting situation, but we're making the best out of it. And it's a good group of guys. Everybody's super confident. Nobody's kind of – nobody's doing his own thing. Everybody's, like, getting along with each other. And it was – for me, it was very easy. That's one thing you're always nervous about when you join a new team is how they're going to accept you, how it's going to be around them. And it's been – it's been as easy as it's ever been for me. So to kind of get involved into the team chemistry and that wasn't hard at all. And it's, it's a great group of guys that do a great job of here, here of bringing people around that, that are good character guys. So um, it's a lot of fun to be here. And again, I can't, I can't complain, man. I wanted to ask you about, you know, the, the idea, cause you seem like you have such a good sense of, of what it is to be a professional. Does that go back to, to playing professionally at age 14, do you think you probably arrived in the league with a better idea than, than most of, of what this thing is all about? Um, no, I mean, no, I wouldn't say that would, I mean, maybe, but I wouldn't say so. It's just, it's still, don't, don't get me wrong. It's still always crazy to, to see that people get waived and traded. Like, even when you say you're professional, that still does something to you. It's just, it's just kind of how you respond to it. You know, it's not, it's not what actually happens because that's crazy to everybody. It's what makes you a professional is how you respond to it and how resilient you are about it. So that's kind of what I've kind of looked at, you know, like when you get traded, okay, you're sad for a moment, maybe because you lose, lose friends or you lose your teammates and then on to the next one. Okay, how am I going to deal with it? You go to the next team. If you get waived, same thing. Where am I going to go? to work out, stay in shape, what's going to happen, call your agent, what teams are interested. Like, it's always about how you deal with it and how you take care of your mental and not about what actually happens to you. So that's kind of what I keep in mind and trying to live my day, my life day by day like that. Tell me about, I, I, I saw you, um, there was a video of you talking with, with Coach Beeline uh, in Detroit last night. Tell me about your relationship with him. What was it like catching up with him? Um, and just being back in Detroit, I don't know if you ever, um, if you ever made it to Little Caesars Arena while you were in Ann Arbor, but um, what was it like to catch up with Coach Beeline? Well, uh, first of all, being in Michigan is always special. That's where I went in the, in the downtown, in the time between Boston and now here. Uh, the Magic, I worked out in Ann Arbor. So that's always, always be like a second home to me. Um, yeah, Coach Beeline and I are always in touch. Um, the dude is a basketball savant, man. He mm. he won't like you. You might think that he he's basically done everything he could uh, in his career, and then he still comes to Detroit Pistons games and watches me shoot at like five o'clock in the <laughs> afternoon, and then calls me and says how to shoot and tells me how, what my shot is. He was coaching you. That you were, you were, he was coaching you on the on the, on the conversation. Basically, yeah. He never <laughs> stops, man. It's incredible. So. Um, yeah, he, again, he loves basketball. I, I can tell he misses being around the game a little bit. Um, but we have a great relationship. Obviously, I, I owe him a great deal of uh, everything, uh, him and his family, to take a shot at me. And, um, yeah, I'm very grateful for him and what he's done for me. So uh, we have a great relationship still. He actually called me again today. I got to call him back after this. And, um, yeah, he's awesome. <laughs> 
I mean, you're making Coach Beelide wait to talk with me in my stupid podcast. Uh, that makes me feel uh, very, very blessed. I, Mo, I waited to tell you this until uh, I was going to try to wait until the end, but I got to let it out now. Uh, I graduated in 2006 from the Ohio State University uh, with a degree in journalism. Well, that's, I'm, I'm sorry for you. <laughs> I apologize. But I will well, say this. I was working for the Detroit Pistons in Detroit uh, when, you were, when you were in Ann Arbor, and Man, it was so fun watching you guys. There were fun teams. Um, I love Coach Beeline. I've never met the man, but I think he is – I think he's what's right about college basketball. I hate what happened to him in Cleveland. I was actually working in Cleveland um, during that time. And um, he is – he seems really special, and that ties me to the next question, um, which, I, you know, I realize it was Coach Howard, but uh, your brother announced today that he will be announced uh, – that. He, uh, we'll be declaring for the NBA draft. He is very highly rated on a lot of draft boards. Um, what does what, what runs through your head when you think about Mo and Franz Wagner both being NBA players? It's crazy that you say that because, like, well, obviously, yeah, me and my brother have been talking so much about this, and obviously, I've helped him too through the process and with agents and all that stuff, like. And you get caught up in all the planning and scheduling that you don't even like realize what's actually going on. And when he when he wrote this letter today or announced this letter today, I read it. And I was like, dude, this is really crazy. Like, there are two brothers. It's me and my brother in the same in, in the NBA. Like, what are the odds? How did that happen? Like, that is so special. And regardless of how the careers go, it's just it's just super unique, you know. And I'm obviously beyond proud I mean you can say all the corny things you want to but as a, as a big brother it's just I, I always when I watch him it's like dude I, I can't even think of how it's going to be with my own son if I watch him play basketball because yep. the, the whole perception of the game changes when you watch somebody that you love so much you know and that part of your family and that you root for like that so it's 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 it's, it's totally different and obviously I'm super proud of him and um yeah, I'm very proud of him, too, that he did it his own way. And, uh, you know, that he, he's matured so much in this time. and He's somebody who will figure it out. And um, I'm very proud of him. Who's better? I mean, I'll whoop his ass, but <laughs> I've, he, I never lost him in anything except for video games. That's the only thing that I'll give to him. But it, but from what I'm reading, Mo, uh, he might go he might go a little higher than you in the in the first round now. That's okay. I don't care. <laughs> That's okay. But uh, I still will. Like again, I don't want to curse again. But you heard what I said. Yeah, his yeah his butt. <laughs> his his uh, his hindquarters. When you got to Michigan, like how much did you? Because you were you were like a wing player when you got there, right? Like how what was the transition like? you know, before your freshman year and then, and then I guess into your sophomore season, was that, was that kind of a huge transition? Yeah. I mean, you, you basically turned into a different player. It seemed like. Yeah. It, it was kind of, in Michigan, it was funny because it was kind of a niche. Like we were talking about red shirting and I don't want to red shirt because I basically just set out a year playing professional, like just like watching the, like practicing with a pro team and getting, experience but like I basically was the 12th man on the pro team so I didn't want to sit again for a whole year I came there to play so we were like thinking about stuff like how I thought I was going to be a four and then I came there and then we were thinking okay maybe there's room for you at the five that makes actually a lot of sense with the way we played and then I kind of just specified for that position and 
had a lot of success with it in practices and also in games immediately, um, especially with Coach Beeline's offense with five out. Just came very handy. Handy, And I'm not – the NBA is a total different sport, <laughs> it feels like. So mm. I'm still figuring that out. But um, I take a lot of pride being able to play both positions. And, um, and, yeah, in college it was just – I had so much advantage offensively uh, on, on these big fives in college that um, I kind of specified there and trained that way too. We, what do you mean it's a different sport? Like, just take me through the adjustment for you. What, like, are there things when you got to this level, was it, okay, I need to be, I need to specialize, all right? I'm a pick and pop guy. I need to, I need to have a role and get really good at it. Um, did it, did it, did you get to the league and have that moment where you're like, okay, I need to change? Well, honestly, I'm still having that moment. And I, I'm honestly, this is why this experience of the magic is so valuable to me because I'm figuring, like, I feel like I've figured that out now that I, I'm a, I'm a sh- I have to be a shooter in this league. You know, I have to shoot the three ball. And I'm a very confident guy, so I haven't really done that as much as I probably should have in the past. And, um, yeah, I'm, even though I'm very confident, I, I for some reason haven't done it. Um, so, mm. um, like you said, in the NBA, it's very – yeah, your role is very defined in – I was talking to Iggy last night too on the court because he was a little hesitant the first two possessions. I was like, Iggy, what's the best thing you do? And it's scoring, obviously. And and I told him, then score the ball. Like that's what you're here for. That's you know, that's that's your specialty. So be good at that. Do that. Because that's how you're gonna survive in the league. So um honestly that's kinda of something I figured out in the last weeks. And I'm still building that in college. It's just a whole different game. I mean, we average seven turnovers a game with Coach Beeline, you know? Like, yeah. that's, that's an, you have that in a quarter. That's a bad NBA. quarter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, it's, it's just a different game and different shot clock, different athleticism. It's, it's just a different sport, man. Possessions matter so much more. And here it's all about confidence and, and, more about runs than in college. So I think it's, uh, it's, it's, it's very fascinating to observe. No, that's interesting. It's, it's almost like a components of an engine. Like everybody has their, their sort of special role. Um, and, that's, and that's the way I teams are built and that's the way coaches work. I just got done watching the EuroLeague quarterfinals. Like it's such different basketball to the NBA too. Like the NBA is just so role dependent. And I'm not saying it's worse or better. I'm just saying it's different. And it's, it's fascinating to watch how that stuff works. Um, tell me about Iggy, because if I, if I read right, he, you, when he visited, you showed him around, is that right? At, in, in Ann Arbor? Yeah. I rec- yeah. We recruited him. Yeah. We were as hosts on this, rec- uh, this recruiting visit. And then he came to Michigan. Um, I, I give him, I give him, I give him uh, a hard time for taking my number after I left. But that's okay. Um, <laughs> they still had a successful season. It's and, not hanging up in the Raptors yet. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. No, I'm just kidding. I don't. I'm not that high maintenance. I know, I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, I'll pull but, some strings out. I still know some people we, out there. I got. We you. probably would have. We would have to win the national championship game to for that even be in a conversation. That's oh, God. That was such a good. Um, game. But, no, Iggy. I mean, he, yeah, he's, I, I honestly, I've never played with him. So, yesterday was the first game playing with him. Uh, I just watched him a lot, clearly, obviously, because of Michigan. So, um, yeah, I know he's an incredible scorer. So, 
I'm excited to play with him. Have you guys had you guys remained close though, like just via text or whatever over the last yeah, couple of years? Like, I mean, I wouldn't like we haven't really had to do with each other, but when we saw each other, we saw what's up, and I, I would say we we're cool with each other. And I hope we go to dinner. He hasn't gotten back to me yet, but um, I hope we go to dinner tonight, and then we'll see. But no, we're close. We're good. He's a good dude. No, I'm sure it's um, I'm sure it's it's very comforting for him to have you here. But I mean, the two of you have been here for like two weeks. Have you have you even been outside? I mean, have you just been like from wherever you're staying to the facility to the to the airport and back? Like, have you seen Central Florida at all? Yeah, like I. Uh, so the first day here before I signed, I was here the day before, and it was actually my birthday, and I didn't accept to sit around on my birthday by myself in the hotel, so. I drove east for an hour to go to the beach and just uh, kind of check it out a little bit. You know, I've never been to Central Florida like that. So um, I got sunburned immediately. And ever since then, I haven't really been outside. <laughs> I'm still peeling. <laughs> so uh, it's, yeah, it hurts. But um, no, I mean, it's obviously the weather is fantastic and it's a cool vibe. So um yeah, I, I, I'm enjoying my time so far. But also, we have we've had one home game since I've gotten here, so right. we have two more. So I don't really, you know, I'm living out of my two bags, and that's it. Well, get you some sunscreen, uh, definitely. It's funny that's that was like the first thing I did. I moved to to Orlando out of college. I'm from Ohio, and I said I got to go to the beach. That was the first thing I did. I drove straight to the beach, and I just stood there and looked at the water, and I was like, wow, this is I live in Florida now. Yeah, um, exactly. it's. It would, and growing up in Berlin, like the weather was, it's kind of similar to Michigan, right? Yeah, like the weather in Berlin is not nice. That's like probably the biggest knock on Berlin that it's just super gray in the winters. But it sounds like uh, Detroit. I mean, that's a, it sounds like yeah, Cleveland where similar, I'm from. Yeah, I mean, it's the same. It's not, it doesn't snow as much, but it's similar and it's just nasty. And I mean, I've lived in LA my first year. The sea was really nice now for two years. Yep. So I kind of like what I've appreciated about getting around a little is getting to know all these like areas and getting to know the world a little bit, you know, and specifically America. So I, um, I kind of invest in that a little bit and like try to figure out the vibes of different places and uh, take advantage of, 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 of being around so much. Well, it's fantastic. I really appreciate the time. I won't keep you any longer. Uh, welcome to central Florida. Welcome to Orlando. If you need any uh, tips showing, uh, being shown around or, or good restaurants or whatever. Uh, we gotcha. And, uh, and, and just bug George Galanti. He's, he's the one to, to get all the information from. <laughs> well, do I appreciate you having me, man. Thank yeah, absolutely. You so much. Absolutely. There he is. Will Wagner, uh, one of the newest members of the magic. My name is Jake Chapman. Follow me on Twitter. It's at Jake Chapman. OM. This has been the, uh, another edition of the magic weekly podcast. We'll be back next week until then stay safe, everybody. <laughs>